take the, the bread and the wine. We take communion together because Jesus called us to belong to him, to belong to horizon and to belong to each other. Uh, and it's good to do things individually, but sometimes we have to remember we're all connected. And that's also true for everyone who's not even yet here. The people have yet to come and be a part of Horizon. They are connected to us and they are family. And when they come in, we're going to say, yes, you're part of our family. So, uh, yeah, praise God that we can remember that and to be in this together. Uh, We're going to move on and uh, Dave's going to preach. So let's pray for him as he uh, steps up. Yeah, Father God, we thank you for Dave. We thank you for all that he is and all that he does for you uh, in this church and outside this church, Lord. We thank you for his heart, his pastor's heart to care for people and to look out for people. And Lord, today as he brings your word, we pray that you'll bring it with power and strength and that by your Holy Spirit, it will touch our lives and we'll walk out of here changed by the word that you've given us today. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you very much. Good morning, everyone. Good to see you. Oh, there's microphones here. Can I? Thanks. Thanks, Steve. Okay. Need more than one hand here, two hands even. I, um, Should have got prepared, shouldn't I, before I came up here. I often think that the person who invented buffets thought that we had three arms. You need one for the drink, one for the plate, and one to put things on the plate. But we, you know, and it's a bit like that here right now. But I want to, a couple of weeks ago, I spoke about um, sowing seeds, good seed, and then the, the enemy came along and planted bad seeds. Um, But before Jesus told that parable, he told this parable, and it's about seeds again, okay? And it's about the farmer who went and sowed seeds on the ground, and depending on the kind of ground that the seed landed on, that determined how profitable and how good the growth, if any, there was. So I'm going to read to you from Matthew chapter 13. Uh, And it says, Jesus went out of the house and sat by the lake. Such a large crowd gathered that he got into a boat and sat in it. And while all the people stood on the shore, then he told them many things in parables, saying, a farmer went out to sow his seeds. See, that's something they understand. They could see that happening all around them. It was an agricultural kind of society. So they got it. As he was scattering the seeds, some fell along along the path, and the birds came and ate it up. Some fell on rocky places where it did not have much soil. It sprang up quickly because the soil was shallow. But when the sun came up, the plants were scorched, and they withered because they had no root. Other seed fell among thorns, which grew up and choked the plants. Still other seed fell on good soil, where it produced a crop 160 or 30 times what was sown. Whoever has ears to hear, let them hear. And there's a bit in the middle there, and and, and the disciples said, why do you talk in parables? And he said, because the knowledge of the secrets of the kingdom of heaven have been given to you, but not to them. You see, 
I believe that the knowledge of the kingdom is for everybody, but it depends how we receive them. If we don't receive them in faith, we can't get them. And then Jesus, later on, explained what that parable, what that story was about. It wasn't just about farming today. It was about the kingdom of God. He says, listen to what the parable of the sower means. When anyone hears the message about the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches it away, snatches away what was sown in their heart. This is the seed sown along the path. The seed falling on rocky ground refers to someone who hears the word and at once receives it with joy. But since they have no root, they last only a short time. When trouble or persecution come because of the word, they quickly fall away. The seed falling among thorns refers to someone who hears the word, but the worries of this life and the deceitfulness of wealth choke the word, making it unfruitful. But the seed falling on good soil refers to someone who hears the word and understands it. This is the one who produces a crop, yielding 160 or 30 times what was sown. It's important how you receive something. Do you know, you can, you can say something to somebody and they take it all the wrong way. And what you meant was all right or harmless can cause offence. Now, I've got a picture here of a direct descendant of mine. Now, if I showed a picture of me, you wouldn't go, ah, it's a good picture, isn't it? If I was, if I was a, a 21st century man, I'd have it up on the screen, but here's a photograph, all right? This, this is Ethan, okay? For a lot of things he does, I blame his dad. Don't know where his dad gets it from. But Ethan lives in Manchester, goes on buses with full Crystal Palace kit on in Manchester, but we got a text or, or, or a message from Caris, and she said, oh, Ethan, he saw a Muslim lady who had the full gear on, you know, the niqab, they are, you see, there's hundreds of things. Uh, but the thing where they just, and it even had a bit down the middle, so it was two eye holes, right? And that innocent little boy, is not even four yet, very loudly said, you look like a ninja. <laughs> yes. How good was that? It's a beautiful one, isn't it? Eh? You see, he didn't mean any offence by it, but she received it really well. Anyway, anyway, she did it. She did it really well. And I really respect that. I mean, you can't really take offence at a three-year-old, can you? But he just said it, he said what he saw and she received it well. Do you know something? We need to be people who receive well what God wants to give us and receive it in a way that is good, that is positive and produces something. I think that lady produced something really good that day. It made Caris, who wanted to crawl under the nearest anything that she could find, really feel good afterwards. And then she shared it, and I tell you, it might say something about me, but I find that hilarious. It's one of my favourite stories, and I couldn't wait to tell you about it. It's great. You see, it's, it's about 
I want to talk to you this morning about not giving and receiving, but receiving and giving. You see, I don't think we can give anything unless we've received it. That's certainly true in the kingdom. And this is about kingdom principles that I'm talking, not about planting seeds. I said last time about the good and the bad seed, which Jesus told to illustrate what the kingdom of heaven was like. And today is the parable he spoke before. And it's got a more personal, I think, application because it's about how you and I, we receive what God says to us. We have to hear it, receive it well, and allow it to actually have an effect upon us because we are capable of receiving things badly. We really are. Can I just say that that thing about the, the lady, don't try it. Don't do it, all right? Because you wouldn't get away with it like he did. I promise you that. I promise you that. God gives us things for us to receive. And I think it's really important for us today. Part of me really struggled with preparing this this morning because I didn't want to do this. But I just feel this is God's message for you today. You see, the seed in this parable is the message of God's word in our lives and it's sown with a vision. You know, when God speaks to us, when, in whatever way he does it, when he sows seed, he does what every farmer wants to do. He sows with a vision. I said this last time, that no farmer sows wheat in the, sea, in, in the field and doesn't know what he wants. He wants a great big field of wheat. He's got it in his mind. He's got that vision there. And you know, God has got a vision for every single one of you. Do you know, God's got a vision for our church and he wants to sow into us with that vision so that what he sows into us grows and becomes fruitful. That's his desire. We're not here on a Sunday just to keep up, make up the numbers. We're not here just to be religious. We are here as people who belong to one another. And I love that word that people use, Richard's used it this morning, that we're family, but we're a family that wants to grow. You know, most people who belong to Horizon Church don't even know it yet. Because there is fruit that's going to come from sowing the seed of the kingdom into our world through our lives. There is a vision and a desire for a crop and a harvest. So what happens when the kingdom touches and interacts and invades and affects our world? Well, it depends on how it's received. Receiving. Oh, isn't it hard to receive sometimes? It's a funny thing, you know, we, we, the neighbours that used to live next door to us, he was a bit shy, the guy. And, and so I'm a bit shy, so we didn't really talk to each other very much. But no, no I know it's not true. But, but, but he was a bit shy. And he, he kind of never used to talk to me very much. I can't think why. Yeah. You see, not everyone's a close buddy like you are. And the thing is this, I needed, it was a tool, I was doing something to a car, do you know, I think it was in the days when I could change my own oil filter, I don't touch anything now, and I couldn't get this oil filter, do you know, he lent me his oil filter remover, and from that moment, we got on really well, and, and it's not that I did anything for him, but he actually did something for me. He was able to get, you know, it was weird. But I just think that him being able to give and do something for me actually 
broke any ice that wasn't there from my side at all. But his shyness broke down and all of a sudden we got on really well. We'd have gone bad before, but we, we talked and it was all right. But it's difficult. It's more blessed to give than to receive, actually. Because if you do something for somebody, it makes you feel good. But when you're on the receiving end, it's, you've got to learn how to receive. Can I say, we've all got to learn how to receive. All of us. Because it's part of the dynamics of growing in God. From the moment of birth, we start to receive. You don't say to a baby, what can I do? For, is there anything I can do for you? If they could answer, they'd say everything. Because a baby can do very little except cry, make his will known, but has to receive. You know, from the moment of birth, we, receive, we bring nothing into the world and we take nothing out. So we have to receive in order to grow. That's in material things, in, in emotional, in every way. So that someone can grow, learn, and eventually become mature. And you see, all sorts of stimuli and experiences will form and make us. But whether it's material things, whatever it is, spiritual things, I think what it says in James is true, that every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of the heavenly lights, who does not change like the shifting sand. Now, the bottom line is this, folks. We need to remember that everything that we see, we receive from the place you live in, from the food you eat, from every breath that you take, is a gift of God. And we can't even survive unless we receive what God gives us. He's the sustainer. He's the one who holds it all together. And in this parable, in this story that Jesus told to make an illustration, the seed that was sown was a picture of the message of the kingdom. The seed was powerful. You know, seed is powerful because if you throw it somewhere, it will grow. There's a story when I, when I was a kid about, about um, his brother and sister. And... Uh, the brother had some sort of wooden toy and the sister had a doll. And the sister accidentally broke the son, the, her brother's wooden toy. So to get his own back on her, he got hold of her doll, <laughs> dug a hole and buried it. What he didn't realise was that the doll was stuffed with seeds. And so she was upset have you seen, have you seen your sister's, no, 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 I haven't seen anything. No. Looked everywhere, couldn't find it. He didn't know, I know nothing about this doll. I've buried it. And then one day mysteriously outside, all these seeds began to grow. So they dug it up and found the doll was sprouting. You see, seeds are powerful. They will find you out. They will grow. What you sow is what you reap. And so seed is a powerful picture and it's a picture of what God wants to impart to us so that every life will receive his message, even his messages. I don't believe this is just for unbelievers. I believe God wants to continually speak to us. He continually wants to sow seeds into us that will grow and he wants us to receive those things well in order for us to grow and to develop and become more, more effective. So the seed was sown. And God seeks to reach us in every way we can. Do you know, I believe God reveals himself to us, says in Corinthians, through creation. 
in Scripture, through the prophets, and ultimately through Jesus. In Hebrews 1, 1 to 2, it says, In the past, God spoke to our ancestors through the by his son who he appointed heir of all things you see the message is great it's about God's kingdom come in our lives and it's sown like seed for us to receive and to respond to God wants to plant his kingdom life in us you know seed goes into ground the ground hasn't got it until it's put in there and then it can grow And so we need to break up the ground of our lives so that we can receive what God speaks to us about so that we'll grow and make a difference. You see, in that story, it illustrates good and bad ways of receiving. First of all, there's the receiving with unbelief. It says, when anyone hears the the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches it away. Snatches away what was sown in the heart. This is the seed that's sown along the path. You know, if you put seed on a path, it's got nowhere to go, except into a bird's stomach that comes down and takes it. You know, sometimes we can hear, or someone can hear God speak to us, and it just bounces off us. We know deep down inside that he's challenging us, he's speaking to us, but it just land, we've just put path in the way, and before it can do anything, the enemy comes along like a bird and snatches that seed away, and it's gone. We kind of block it out of our minds and it never, ever... Do you know, seed on a path is quickly lost and forgotten. It doesn't even register. Do you know, I believe some people who hear about Jesus, I believe that some people who hear about the kingdom and what Jesus wants to do in their lives and Christianity and all the stuff, do you know, some people are put off it. It bounces off them for various reasons. Sometimes it can be Christians they know and put them off. It's true. Other thing is that I've found that people who've had, I call it a vaccination in the past. They've had a kind of a pseudo-Christian, a little bit of Christianity, a little bit of religion, and it's just enough to immunise them against the real thing. You know, I found a, a lady... I spoke to this week, in, I think it was on Thursday at Twiglets, said that when I was a kid, I. So I'm not religious in any way. Lady, I don't want you to be religious. I want you to find Jesus. And I knew that if I was going to kind of get my big Bible out and give, us, give, it, give it to her down the line, I, wouldn't, I don't do that like that, except now. Um, it, wouldn't, it, it would have been like seed that you're because she's been vaccinated. A little bit of the real thing, but not enough. Just enough to put you off the real thing. Yeah? Such an, it's such a, a sad thing, you know, when people are put off and the seed gets taken away. Sometimes people receive it, I guess in a superficial way. And I don't, I, that sounds a bit accusative, you, you're only being superficial. I don't mean it like that. But sometimes people receive the seed enthusiastically because this sounds great. 
But it goes nowhere. You know, with, with apologies to Mark and his rockets, they look great. But they go up, they go whish, bang, ping, and a bit more when Mark's doing them. But then a stick falls to the ground, and that's the end of it. Great for a firework, bad for a Christian experience. And you know, the seed that's, that, 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 um, that, that is sown in the rocky places, it lasts only a short time. Because when trouble and persecution come, they quickly fall away. Quickly fall away. Do you know, if you don't receive in reality and, and counting the cost, and really genuinely what God is saying to you, you will soon be discouraged and it will, it will just die. You've got to be rooted. And you, do you know, the hardest time in my life, I only got through it because of my roots in God sustained me. And that's no credit to me, that's credit to him. But it's the grace of God. And if my roots had, someone I told you once said to me, Are you, I heard you were having a crisis of faith. No, I never had a crisis. Of, I never had a crisis of faith. I've had a crisis. But it was actually my roots that kept me. And if they hadn't have been there, I would have withered and died. But I'm still here. Yeah. It's God's grace. It says, blessed is the one who perseveres, in James, who perseveres under trial. Do you know, there's a lot lacking of perseverance sometimes. We live in an instant world. <coughs> we had a television. It packed up. In the old days, the television repairman used to come round with his soldering iron and make the living room stink of solder. Do you remember that? Anybody remember that? But no, yeah, of course you do. But nowadays, oh, we can't fix that, mate. It's cheaper to buy a new one. So you have to buy a new one. If it don't work, chuck it away. If Christianity and what God plants in your life didn't seem to be working out, this is a bit tough, I'll move on. It's not like that. This is a life-changing seed planting exercise. It's the kingdom being put in our lives to grow and make us strong and produce a crop. We've got to persevere sometimes. It says because under trial, because having stood the test, that person will receive the crown of life that the Lord has promised to those who love him. We've got to stick in there. Sometimes people receive the, what I call receive the seed conditionally on their terms. All right, yes, that's good. I believe that. That's good. I like what you're saying. But when following Jesus means he has to fit in with us, it soon goes wrong. You see, Christianity, our faith and our walk with God, isn't like something we fit into our lives it is our life we fit our lives into our Christianity we fit our lives into our relationship and life in Christ because that is what we are it's everything about us so we don't have a job and then fit our Christianity around the job no actually we fit our job into our Christianity and you do a far better job of work if you do it as unto him you see the seed falling among the thorns refers to someone who hears the word but the worries I think there's two things the worries of this life now worries we don't like them worries can divert our gaze away from Jesus and cause us to lose heart 
It's like a thorn, thorns that choke the seed. The worries of this life, but the other thing is the deceitfulness of wealth. They choke the word, making it unfruitful. Now, I'm not against wealth at all, really. I've got some nice things. I live in a house. We've got clothes. There's nothing wrong. You know, every good and perfect gift has come from God. He wants to bless us. I believe that. But the deceitfulness of wealth isn't the problem of the wealth, it's the attitude towards it. And if the wealth or the job or the promotion or the whatever it is, it is takes the place of God, like anything else, it will choke the life out of your Christian walk. It will choke the life of the seed of what God wants to do in and through your life. So we need to actually always remember that God wants to, I, I do believe, I, I pray that God will bless people in their work, people in their jobs, people in their lives. I want you all to be blessed in every way. But the biggest blessing is this, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be given to you as well. Honour him with your wealth. Honour him with your time. Honour him. And don't put him in your kind of slot. I'll receive that seed, but I'll just put it there amongst the thorns that will choke it. doesn't work. I've said this before. I've prayed with people who wanted to be successful. When they become successful, they didn't need God anymore. Sad, isn't it? It happens. But you can receive it well. Let's be, let's be upbeat a little bit, shall we? Because it does work. The seed falling on the good soil refers to someone who hears the word and understands it. <coughs> and I mean gets it. Gets it. Not here, but in here. Oh, I pray that everyone in this room has come to know Jesus, not just with your head, but with your heart and with your experience. Because he's put a seed deep within your heart and your life. You see, when the Holy Spirit undeniably speaks and calls to somebody who responds in faith and a truly eternal work is done, it's something, it's something you can't get away from. Do you know, it's really unfair because when God really, really touches your life, you've got no choice anymore. You can't get away from it. You might think, I'm going to escape and I'm going to do my own thing. But you know something deep in your heart and deep in your mind, you're going to be miserable because you know that you're actually refusing and running away from the one you can't run away from. Jonah ran away from the Lord and it didn't do him a lot of good, did it? Didn't do him a lot of good at all. He had to go full circle until he got to where God wanted him to be. But, but when we receive that seed in our hearts, it's only the start because that's when we grow in knowledge and grace, when we learn to trust in troubled times and aren't tempted to stray from the way. Do you know, my wife's away at the moment, so I went to the fish and chip shop. Yes! Oh, she might hear the podcast. <laughs> Can you delete that bit? <laughs> anyway, anyway, she says, I've, done, I've left some meals for you, she said, bless her. She said, but I know sometimes you go off-piste. Man's got to do what a man's got to do. But in our local fish and chip shop, they've got all these proverbs and things on the wall. 
And they missed the point, actually. It's a fish and chip shop. It's all fishing stuff, you know? About angling. That's not what it's not. That's, that's, that's ridiculous, isn't it? That's not what a fish and chip shop's all about, angling. That's, but one of them, it said this. A calm sea doesn't make a skillful sailor. And I thought, do you know what? That's right. Ought to be in the Bible, that. <laughs> and it kind of is. But it's only when we have to trust him in the tough times that our strength grows. <laughs> you know what I mean? If, if, you're a, if you're out on the sea and it's always flat calm, all you do is just point the boat in that direction and it's easy. But when the waves, that's when you learn your trade. And you know what? We will learn our trade. We will learn what it is to serve and trust and grow in God when we put our roots down so that whatever happens, we will grow and we will be sustained and we will produce fruit. You know, and, and I read that uh, parable from Matthew. In Mark, Mark adds a little bit extra. There's another thing. This is, this is what the kingdom of God is like. A man scatters seed on the ground. Night and day, whether he sleeps or gets up, the seed sprouts and grows, though he does not know how. All by itself, the soil produces grain. And here it is, first the stalk, then the head, then the full kernel in the head. Do you see that it's not just whiz-bang? It starts with a stalk. It starts and then develops into a head. And as soon as the grain is ripe, he puts a sickle to it and then the harvest has come. Do you know, God is doing something in every single one of us. We're in different places. No one's better than anybody else. We're just different. Because we're different people, different places. God's doing something in our church by his grace. Isn't it good? It doesn't mean we're better than any other church. But don't bother going anywhere else to find out. But he is doing something here in the same way that he's doing something elsewhere. It doesn't make anybody better than anybody else. But what it does mean is this, that we're on a journey. And as we receive and hear what God says to us, we will be rooted. And we've got to prepare the ground now. We've got to break up the unplowed ground so that when we receive what God says, it will cause us to grow. You see, we've got to grow through what he gives us. So that's receiving. We've got to receive. And And if we don't receive anything, we can't give anything. And I just want to briefly say this. Receiving enables us to give. Give what away what he gives us. The purpose of receiving is to give. And whatever God entrusts us with is what we're responsible for. Do you know, you haven't got talents or abilities or time or even wealth that is yours. Everything we have is his. Sorry about that. Salvation is free. But growing in God costs everything. It's free down payment, but then it costs you everything you've got because he is Lord. He provides. And, and, and I don't know. It, oh. All my life, all, I ma- all my married life, I have always, always seen and experience that if I'm faithful or we're faithful with what God gives us and through our Christian, he always, always looks after us. It 
It works. It's a painful step sometimes you have to take because if it's in your hand, I've got this seed here. I can't let go of it because it's mine. No, it's not yours and it won't go anywhere unless you are willing to allow it to do something in you and, 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 and realise that everything I have, Lord, is yours. He's very kind, you know. He lets us borrow it. Isn't that nice? And enjoy it too. But we're called to be... You see, without receiving God's grace and forgiveness and anointing and enabling, we've got nothing to give. For example, when, when, the, when the team here this morning were leading the worship, it wasn't because they were good musicians. They are. But there was an anointing there. And if that anointing isn't there, they can't give what they give. You've got to receive it to give it. And, and in Peter, it's a great promise. It says this. Get, that, get this, all right? When you can't... Have you ever been to that place when God asks you something and you say, I, I can't do that. I, can't, I just can't do that. I have not got the ability to do that. Well, if God calls you to do it, you have the ability to do it with 2 Peter 1 says his divine power his divine power has given us everything we need say everything we need everything we need for a godly life through our knowledge of him who called us by his own glory we have everything we need and when we receive the seed we can accomplish more than we can without Mary we've had Christmas I know do you know a friend of mine he, for Christmas he was given a virgin experience and I was thinking do you know what Mary had a virgin experience at Christmas didn't she she gave birth to the son of God the Holy Spirit put his seed within her and she accomplished something impossible. And when the angel told her, she said, Oops, Lord, according to your will, be it. And even a bigger miracle was that Joseph swallowed it as well. <laughs> the seed planted within her, for which we is responsible to bring Jesus into the world. She was faithful in serving Jesus to our world, because of the amazing thing that happened to her. Do you know, we are responsible for serving Jesus into our world because he's put his seed within us. His life within us is something that we're called to spread. Peter and John were going to the temple and they saw a man who was disabled, crippled, unwell. He couldn't move. He was begging. They went over to him in Acts chapter 3 and he thought they were going to give him money. You know the story, maybe. And he said, we haven't got any money, but this, listen to this, but what we have, we give you. <laughs> what we have, we give you. You see, those guys who spent three years with Jesus, they had received from him impartation. Jesus was pouring his life into them, and then the Holy Spirit came upon them so that even after Jesus had gone, his life was still healing people. Why have we got nothing to give you money we're skint, mate? Not even got we can't even do a contactless beep payment. 
We have not, but what we have, we give you. Get up and walk in the name of Jesus Christ. And do you know something? In the name of Jesus Christ, his life in us works through us and does wonderful things. What we have, we give to you. He is still healing today. And what he gives us, we're responsible for. You know, the parable of the talents teaches us that if he gives us a lot, or whatever he gives us, we're responsible for. One person who had one talent buried it. Fellow had two, invested it, got two more. One who had five, got five more. And he gave the successful one the resources to do it again. If you're faithful in small things, he'll give you more things. And you know, even in our resources and our time, I, I've read this so many times and it says this. 2 Corinthians 9 says this, Remember this, whoever sows sparingly, you see, we receive the seed to be able to have seed to sow. Right? My life is being carried on through that little rascal. And my spiritual life, I want that to carry through into others' lives. Not just mine, but yours. Your spiritual life. You will sow things into people's lives. But it says this, whoever has, sorry, no, remember this, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. And whoever sows generously will also reap generously. That's common sense, isn't it? Each of you should decide should give what you have decided in your heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. And I know this is talking about, actually, finance. You know, we take up an offering every week. But the trouble is we're English. So we get a bit, oh, a bit, bit awkward about asking for money. Do you know what I mean? Sorry about this. We don't do this, but ever so sorry, ever so sorry, we're going to take up the offering now. Oh, quick, sing something. No. So we're not English, are we? I am. You're not. Neither are you. <laughs> I won't go around the room. <laughs> but there's this kind of reticence. Do you know what? Do you know what? When we, when we take up an offering, oh, do you know, do you know what? It's, it shouldn't be embarrassing. We shouldn't be apologetic. Because actually what we're doing is we are providing a wonderful opportunity to sow seeds. Amen. No, it's true. It's true. And we don't want to wring money out of people. We want people to say to God, what do you want me to give? How faithful do you want me to be? What is it on your heart? Because if we give what God calls us to give in our time, our talents, our finances, everything else, he'll meet all the needs. And as we sow, we will reap. There's a wonderful divine economy that touches every part of our lives. From our attitudes to our wallets, everything. Because we're his. Yeah. He who supplies seed to the sower and bread for the food will also supply and increase your store of seed and will enlarge the harvest of your righteousness. That's great, isn't it? And let's never forget this. You will be enriched in every way 
so that you can be generous on every occasion. You will be enriched. You will be given in order that you can be generous and you can give. He wants us to receive and to give. He wants us to be faithful with everything in our lives that he's given us. And he wants us to receive that seed and produce a harvest. God has a vision and a purpose for every one of us. And when he speaks into our lives, let's be careful. Let's be open and prepare good soil for the seed. You know, all the seed was the same. The seed didn't come to fruition in the cases where it landed badly. The seed was fine. It's how it was received. And you know, what God says to us, how God leads us, how God speaks to us, what he does in our lives, it's all good. But let us, by his grace, receive it well. Every one of us. You see, if we don't receive what God says to us as he speaks in our lives, then it limits our fruitfulness. We can get by, but do you know what? The Christian life isn't about getting by, is it? It's about living abundantly, life to the full. But how we receive and grow is really important. How we give of our lives will determine our effectiveness. And, and let's be, as I finish, let me just say this. Let's be careful how we sow into other people's lives. In what, is it 1 Peter 3.16? It says, always be ready to give a reason for the hope that's within you. But it tells us to do it with humility and, and, and be polite, basically. Let's love people. Let's operate an opposite spirit. Let's serve people. Let's reflect the, the, the life that Jesus has put in us through his seed. The life that's not ours, but has been imparted to us. <laughs> I see a lot of Andrew in Ethan. The trouble is, I see a lot of me in Andrew. <laughs> Bob has just hung his head in despair. Yeah, serves them right. Do you know, the Jesus, actually the Dave Smith that Manchester's going to see is Andrew and Ethan, right? Because there's something from me that's in them. The Jesus that our world's going to see is you, as he plants his seed in you. Let's bow our heads in prayer for a moment, shall we? Thank you, Lord, for your goodness to us. Thank you, Lord, for your love. And thank you that you are a God who wants to impart to us, to equip us, to enable us, to do and to be all that you've called us to do and be. Lord, we, I pray that, first of all, you'll just give us that assurance that we have received your life through faith in Jesus. And do you know what? If you've never made that commitment and that step, you can do it. You can ask forgiveness. You can ask Jesus into your heart and into your life. 
and do a miraculous work in your life. He wants to plant his life in you. Looking around, I think everybody in here knows Jesus as their saviour, but even if you don't, if you just call on him now, he can meet you and save and touch your life. And if that's you, do speak to me because I want to pray with you and help you. But Lord, I just want us now, and, and I, I can't make anybody do anything, right? That's, that's not what I'm here for. But I would encourage you right now to come before God and say, Lord, help me to break up the ground of my heart and the ground of my life so that when you speak to me, I will receive what you say in a way that will cause growth and depth and obedience and fruitfulness. In Jesus' name. And Lord, help us as a church to sow your love in the lives and the hearts of people for a great harvest in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Uh, just a couple of things. Um, you saw on the, the, the news that there's a baptismal service coming up. If you uh, are interested, you haven't yet been baptised, you want to know more, please speak to Dave. He'd be delighted to tell you about why we dunk you completely under the water uh, and what that's about. Um, at the end of the service today, there is some uh, fair share, is that the right expression? Fair share. Uh, there's not so much bread today, but there's quite a lot of biscuits. Some, some will be serving at the end. Now, the other thing, just to finish on, is to, this week has been an important week. Richard has had a birthday. Do you want to come out? Finished. Yeah. yeah, and you saw on the horizon news next week. Um, we're getting towards the end of our financial year, so it's a, off, it's a giving day next week. We take up two offerings, just our normal tithes and offerings. And as God puts upon your heart, we'd encourage you to give in our giving day next week. Let's let's see God provide our needs, shall we? Yeah. Amen. Yeah. God bless you. Have a great week. <laughs>